I have a hypothetical question to ask you that I was Kai and I have been arguing about this. Okay. So he works at the grocery store, and at the end of the day, there there's food put back in the like back uh, of the store that is like expired or it has reached its like best buy date, you know? Yeah. And so that's like up for grabs for the employees if anybody wants it. So Kai was set to come over to my apartment. My dad was picking him up after work. Kai didn't have his wallet. He was just getting picked up, going straight to Bloomington. So he didn't have time to eat dinner. So the only options that the grocery store had for free were a head of lettuce and a jar of baby food. Which okay. which would you choose? Keep in mind keep in mind that you're going in a car with your partner's dad. <laughs> Ooh. Interesting. What flavor is the baby food? Oh shit, that's a good question. Uh let's say oh, what's like typical baby food flavor? Like banana There's or something? like they're like vegetable flavors, but they're also like fruit flavors and stuff. So I think it was a vegetable flavor. Okay, that's a little weird. Um, yeah, I would. <laughs> there is that SNL sketch with the lettuce, like the guys like having a serious conversation and like eating heads of lettuce in between. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like one of the first digital sketches too. Like, uh, it was oh like, yeah, um, yeah, with Will Forte. Yeah. yeah, Will Forte just like having a sad conversation with Andy Samberg and just like eating like big old heads of lettuce like in between. <laughs> yeah, uh, on a stoop somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I would go with the lettuce. Like, yes, it's, it is weird. It the, is weird, but like both options are strange. But like of the two, yeah, yeah, like, he chose the baby food, and he was like. Well, it's more nutritional. Like I'm getting more. How how big is the baby food too? Like, it was like I I guess it wasn't a jar. It was like a bottle of like drinkable baby food, like a oh, like a like a V8 or something. I think. Okay, that's a little different. I don't know. But it but it's baby food. <laughs> yeah, I I that is ah uh, that's a hard one. I know that's really hard actually. <laughs> but I I gave him so much crap. I like I was like you're you're eating baby food in front of my and my dad like called him out on it later like i was over at my parents house and he was like yeah kai was in the car eating baby food what was up with that yeah. <laughs> <was> like, your <laughs> guess is as good as mine <laughs> i don't yeah like that's a yeah like just but also like i guess he could like remove the label and stuff like that and like kind of make it kind of that's stealth true. like just like oh i got this v i got this vegetable <laughs> drink you know that's true yeah so there's that, and like the cumbersomeness of like a head of lettuce <laughs> is weird too. Yeah, yeah. But the but I I tried to like play it like you know with the lettuce because it's iceberg lettuce, so like you're mm. getting that nice like satisfying crunch every bite, and also it's like straight up just water, so you're hydrating it's yourself too. Nutritionous, nutritionist, uh, nutritional, yeah. whatever. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm, uh, I'm glad you, you've I, taken my side. So yeah, it's hard. I don't know. like. I would I, if like. Also, like I think baby food's such a gamble too. You know. Oh sure. Like you, I haven't had baby food since you know. Not to brag. Or, <laughs> um, since 2015 like a week ago? or something yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> 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 <No>. <laughs> <Right>. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so that's, like, such a gamble of, like, just, um, I don't know. But it's also, like, if it's good for babies, then it's definitely, like, good for a person. Yeah, that's you know? true. I just, the idea of, like, being in my boyfriend's car with his dad and eating 
like baby food. It's just not. Was he like, was there like he was eating with a spoon? I think he was drinking it because I think it was a bottle dr- of baby food, which I never really like heard of. Was there was there like the rubber baby the bottle part of it? <laughs> like the nipple. <laughs> uh, yeah, he he was in he was in like full diaper. Um, he was uh-huh. in a car seat facing backwards. Um, yeah. <laughs> So that he part insisted on it. Like <laughs> that's not the weird part though. The weird part is the baby too, you know? <laughs> so anyways, let's start the episode. <laughs> Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to that. I've been meaning why don't you come over and talk about it? Welcome to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to and use as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. I'm Andrew Eversley. I'm Sean Wilkinson. I'm Sean Wilkinson. And uh, <laughs> um, by the way, like, um, it's not weird that like, uh, it's like um, Sean is a baby too. So like, yeah, it's not yeah, that yeah. weird that they're dating. There's, I, um, I, I'm sure people were wondering about the age difference, but yes, we are both. Mm, I think he's like 15 months. I'm about, uh, I'm like 17 months. I don't know how old I am. I'm a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, Robin the cradle over here <laughs> um but uh welcome to the show um this is uh this is a solo bolo episode oh, just the, uh, just the soloist boloist solo bolo going down the street solo bolo going down to eat solo, solo bolo, bolo everywhere you oh, meat. Fuck. <laughs> yeah meat, meat, what a, i don't know uh that's enough uh <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like my favorite like gag that you do is like anytime you need to transition you're just like uh, that, that's enough. <laughs> but, so yeah, blunt. just like what is I, <laughs> I, I I like I love Ben Schwartz I love Scott Ackerman I love those two together but like I would it would be so funny to me if like <laughs> they start the episode like doing silly song like a solo bolo episode doing silly songs and then. Scott Scott's like okay that's enough. So <laughs> how are you? Like right. just like get into get it, really get into it. Um but uh welcome to the show. Uh it's been a bit since we've recorded too. Yeah. It's been like over a month since we've recorded an episode. I don't think there's been a huge like gap in between like um you, the audience listening to it, but right. uh it's been a gap uh with us like recording episodes so like how have you been what's been new like we recorded the la the um the frank ocean episode and the black pink episode yeah. like middle of um middle of uh Jan- Jan- early january was like, it really? early january wow. and then now this is like late february so like it's been yeah. a minute um uh, how have you been i've been okay i guess it's appropriate that we're talking about this album because my mental health as of lately has not been great Mm-hmm. Um, very on and off, like depressive episodes, which, you know, not fun, but, uh, and I'll, we'll, I feel like we'll kind of get into that more with this record, but, um, no, on the bright side though, I applied for an internship with, uh, as a, yeah. as a podcast editor, which is oh. totally appropriate. So if yeah. I don't get it, I will, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be good. <laughs> I will uh, go into yeah. another depressive episode. 
so yeah it's rough to like it's like that's definitely like such a vulnerable um you know applying for stuff like that yeah. it's such a vulnerable like because i was i've been there for like um eight months of like kind of like unemployment after sure. covid and stuff like that um and uh it, it's like luck uh, luckily i'm fine luckily you know uh, I wasn't like you know destitute or like you know scrounging for food or like scraps or right. anything like that. And like I've been very privileged and fortunate in a lot of ways. But um, yeah, that really takes a toll on your self esteem. That really like and just like that uncertainty um, of it all. Yeah, is really rough. I keep like they give you an option to like check your application status and stuff, and I'm checking like every day and no updates. And it's a summer internship, yeah. so they're probably waiting a little bit still. But yeah. I'm still just like really eager about it, and yeah, because it's I mean, that's like the the dream gig really to to just edit podcasts. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but you got a job, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So I got a job. Um, it got like um, you know, as of right now, it's pushed back. So um, you know, it got pushed back to like late March. So like. It's good if it's, like, just, like, oh, I get to, like, extend my break a little bit of, like, focusing on the podcast a little more. Yeah. But it's bad if, like, they're, like, just kidding. You don't have a job Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of jobs, did we mention why Michael's not here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, He's, he's been sitting job. quietly in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, guys. <laughs> I don't know how he sounds. <laughs> how he sounds. <laughs> I was. No, I, I'm not even gonna. Wait, attempt. do your Michael impression. Let's see what he does. Let's see what, what I, I don't. Uh... <laughs> no. So like, Michael is like still like basically we're recording this during Michael's busy period. He's almost out of it. Yeah. Um. But like, he's been like. Uh, that's also a reason why we haven't been recording is like because mm. Michael's been working like sixty hours a week. Yeah. That's... <laughs> like at his job. Um, so, uh, we, we're praying for him. <laughs> we hope he's that. okay. Yeah. But yeah, like, uh, speaking of, uh, 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 gay people, uh, <laughs> perfume genius, <laughs> uh, perfume genius, uh, yeah. Mike Hadrius, uh, we're doing like a quasi perfume genius month. We're not doing a full, full month. Right. We're doing three weeks of perfume genius, which is still like a considerable amount of perfume genius. This was my pick essentially and i feel like we can pretty much encompass his ideas and his career through these the three albums that we're going to cover so i feel like we'll do it justice so this is very exciting we're cracking open a new like mini series i guess we're cracking open like a little mini series on perfume genius uh mike hadrius so uh let's talk about it why did you want to talk about perfume genius yeah well he basically was I think he was really the first like queer artist that I really kind of got into and Whoa. that was in high school and uh I I don't remember how I heard about it but this was right when uh right right when um right when his album Too Bright came out which I think was 2014 and uh mm -hmm. I don't remember how I heard about it but I went to the library checked out the CD and I was really like surprised at how weird it was because i don't know if you've listened to yeah. that one yet i i i have because like these first the first two records are a little more piano ballads and mm -hmm. like a what like kind of like ethereal like angelic whale sounds and stuff <laughs> and like <laughs> no like the third and fourth one are a little more explosive and expansive yes. and such yeah it was really like too bright is very 
it's dark in a very different way essentially um there's a lot more like heavy synthesizers and such and i was really uh really blown away by it and really intrigued and then i went back and listened to the first two albums and i was like oh these are a bit of a bummer and mm-hmm. it was really it, again it was right around that it was in high school so that was right around the time when i was trying to figure out my own sexuality and i was like listening to those first two albums i was like is this what being queer is like just sadness depression and you know you get that idea too from like queer mo- like queer art in general um especially in the mainstream because it's very it's it's basically all just sad stories you yeah. know like the movies are all focused on like the aids pandemic or epidemic and heartbreak and death and queer yeah what of them dying yeah and so like a lot of tragedy yeah it's really and so i was like is this what it's like you know is this what it's gonna be for me but as he put out more records like no shape and i mean even with too bright there's this sense of you can really see him growing and being more confident and accepting things and i was like oh this is really nice he's like he's like the the real life hashtag of it gets better you know like yeah it it was really cool to see and you can see that too in his live performances like his confidence growing and it was also too um and like that it connected with me obviously because i'm gay but also just within the last year his music has connected a lot with me more because it's very he writes a lot about his body and his relationship to his body because he has crohn's disease so you know he's living with a chronic condition and i am also now living with a chronic condition and a lot of his music was you know like i really want to get out of this body and i don't want to inhabit it anymore basically but now with his newest albums he's like looking at it a whole different perspective and it's really cool to see and really inspiring and i also just think he's a great visual artist and Mm -hmm. his music videos are really pretty um the music video for die for you is like oh i got chills watching it because it's so pretty and it's so the art is so great and the the costumes and Oh, it's so great. And also, he's just really, like, funny in a weird yeah, yeah. way. Do you follow him on any social media? Uh, Just, like, I'll see, like, some stories he posts on, like, Instagram. Yeah. And he'll just, like, post, like, pictures of, like, dogs doing weird yeah. stuff. And, like... <laughs> That's what I was going to say was there's – I have one in mind where there's a video of, like, some basketball halftime show where some performers, like, doing a handstand and balancing, like, a little chihuahua on their feet. And like India's <laughs> playing in the background, <laughs> it's like there's no context to it, and he just posts random shit like that. Yeah. And uh, I think his followers are called like, I think they call themselves rats, um, and he's like the rat king basically. And uh, yeah, it's just <laughs> I I really love the guy. I think his music's really great and really inspiring. But I'm I'm really curious to hear what what you knew about him and in what your take was because you said I was very surprised to hear that you really liked put your back into it. Yeah, yeah. I think so. My primary knowledge of Perfume Genius is obviously uh, that that one song uh, from No Shape. Uh, slip Away. Fucking. Yeah, Slip Away. Yeah. Yeah, that's it was the in one. Booksmart. And I Did saw, you see? Yes, I saw Booksmart. Great movie. Yeah. Um, love that movie. I was like, that's pretty much it. Like, I knew yeah. he was gay. I knew he was like, <laughs> um, kind of like a, a little uh yeah that's it really yeah you know and like he has like a 
you know, just like the don't look back. I want to break f-. like that quivering, like uh, contained voice. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, so that's really all that's really all I knew of him. And um, I, I, I was expecting it to be sad because th- he's not at that stage yet. You know, um, th- that like that stage um, of what? what do you mean? musically in uh the put your back into it he's not really doing the experimental sure like i guess it is experimental but like it's like less explosive yeah and like less like you know it's like uh slip away is very anthemic and like there's that big musical breakdown in the middle like yeah just like what's well, very it's confident like, it's like, yeah it's like kind of like like like, cause it like don't look back. I wanna, it's kind of like kind of whispered and hushed, yeah. And then it like it explodes, and then like he kind of goes back in, mm-hmm. and then the 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 outro is like this huge um, instrumental breakdown with like a harpsichord and yeah. just like crazy synths and stuff. And uh, yeah, so I was expecting like okay, a lot of um affirming uh queer affirming music that like a lot of queer people might listen to to like help them get through the day or help them just like have someone say like you know you are valuable and valid and uh you know this is this is your queerness is beautiful and this record does do that but this seems to be uh put your back into it is a lot of self-laceration a lot of uh like despair and despondency yeah. and such. Yeah. And same I mean it's the same with the first album. I don't know if you listened to that one at all. But I listened to it one I I I didn't have as much time to listen to the first and third as much. Yeah. Like I'd listen to it like once or twice. I I the um, first one's very similar. I like I like this yeah. album better. Um they're almost I mean like subject matter they're almost the same kind of um i think this one is more effective as far as this feels like more refined yeah like this is like um i believe he started out putting his music on myspace Mm -hmm. or something like that and like this feels like a little more um refined and uh perfected like the things he was like his like for example like uh the uh first track all the first tracks usually start with like this piano bed yes and like this like plinkly like piano bed and then like the first record and the second record kind of start in a very similar way sure and same with no yeah. shape too yeah yeah no shape kind of like no shape and um uh the third one kind of like mm. uh and what's what's the third one called too bright um, yeah no shape and too bright kind of like mess around with that formula a little bit right um by We'll talk about that later. Um, but uh, yeah, that's really all I. That's really all I knew about him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I remember like just I remember the cover of No Shape and just like him with like um, the leather pants and stuff like that, like kind of yeah. like with his like hat or whatever, yeah. kind of like <laughs> doing that pose. Um, so I don't know if he's wearing a hat in that, um, but it, it seemed he got the, he gave me the vibe of him wearing a hat. Yeah. It was very like, and I hate to compare it, but it reminded me of like Smooth Criminal from Michael Jackson. Oh, <laughs> or like Carmen San Diego, just like <laughs> a little. I don't know. Yeah, so that's really all I knew. Um, yeah. but yeah, like I don't know. Tell me a little more about like just like what, 
perfume genius kind of means to you. I mean, yeah, again, it was just, I think a lot of it was, like I said, the fact that he was really one of the first, like, queer artists that I, you know, got into. And uh, mm-hmm. so, I mean, he holds a special place in my heart just for that. Um, but it really is, like, there's moments of, I mean, not just a queer person, but anybody. There's moments of, you know, self-doubt and, yeah, um, you know, depression. And I, I just, I love seeing his trajectory. And I think it's really freaking inspiring. And, yeah. I mean, that's about the ex- extent of it, really. And also, I just think yeah. it's really, like, cool, like, sounding music, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I think really, like, I love the first three records, but I think two sh- or two shape no shape and uh set my heart on fire are like when he really starts to shine and that's when he starts working with uh uh blake mills who's a producer and i feel like he's really starting to like shape the sound of what he he is essentially yeah i heard a no shape but shaping the album <laughs> as it is <laughs> i don't know um you got it that's yeah good. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about Put Your Back Into It. This is uh, his uh, second record, uh, released in uh, 2012 or so? Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, yeah, yeah, something about 2012. That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, like, this is for this is his second record. Let's talk about the themes of this record. Like, what do you feel? Because I think this is actually, like, for the mo- like, ex- with some exceptions, I kind of see this as a narrative record you know, like a concept record a little bit. Yeah. Well, Uh, you go first. Elaborate on that, actually. Sure, 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 sure. The, the, they're like, the songs are very short. This is a very short record. It's about 32 minutes. Um, But like the, I feel like, and I didn't like, you know, do like a scholarly like analysis of Mm -hmm. it. Like, so this is like more conjecture, I guess. But like, I feel like the, so the songs are short and they're kind of like vignettes of like emotional vignettes sort of. Um, but I feel like um, he clust- he chooses to like cluster them together in a certain way to like, cause like, Oh, this is, this song's kind of similar to this song. Mm-hmm. So like this song's kind of exploring a similar territory. So like the idea of like normal song and no tear are like, have a very similar thematic thing of, uh, you know, having hope in the midst of like despair. And yeah. then, uh, seventeen, take me home, and dirge are like his suicidal. Like I think he talked about hit. Like I think you or hit or he did. He said something along the lines of this being like a gay suicide. Yeah, note. he said about seventeen. He was like, yeah. There's a quote from him saying like, yeah, this song is my gay suicide note. Sorry, and like, right? Yeah, it, you can you can and hear like, it for sure. Yeah. So. 17 take me home and dirge are like him pontificating on death and like take me home is just like i don't care about myself anymore um and like it's like he's really depressed and like he's having a hard time and then all water hood and put your back into it that's him exploring intimacy that's him exploring um the barriers for intimacy and then concluding with like but i'm going to but I'm going to uh, relish in the beauty of intimacy anyways. Of like all water is the external barriers to intimacy. Hood is the internal barriers to imp- intimacy. And then put your back into it is him choosing intimacy. And then like um, uh, sister song and uh, dark parts are like him looking outside of himself and like yeah. 
be like, I'm going to take care of these other people who aren't like, because I went through some severe, I went through a lot of suffering. I went through a lot of pain. Um, but what is the virtue of pain? It's to help other people with pain. Right. You know, so I'm going to like help my mom out who went through this traumatic thing. I'm going to help like this friend of mine who is like going through rehab. Yeah. And, and I think you can like tie that. in normal song to that, to those as well. The idea of sure. being a comforting yeah. voice and helping them. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I really like that. Um, I honestly like didn't even put that together about how he like clustered in together. I think that's really cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you you pretty much you know hit the hit the nail on the head. He yeah, yeah. I mean he tackles a lot of of trauma and what I what I really like about this album is again I mentioned it before, but you know you're not stuck with that trauma. There is room to grow and get over it and heal. I should I don't I shouldn't have said get over it. That sounds bad. But uh to move past it, I yeah. guess. I just I think that's really inspiring. Um you know, he's still having these moments of of doubt and obviously with like 17, but you know, we're not tied to these. They're just moments in time and you can move past them and a lot of that I think can come from being around other people as well and you know, getting comfort from other people. Which is kind of what I got as well, like like you said, from Normal Song and Sister Song and Put Your Back Into It, you know, where, like, he, you know, the album is about his pain as well, but in these songs, he's talking about other people's pain, and, you know, you have us to rely on to, to comfort you, and I think that's a really sweet sentiment, and I think really beautiful. And then he occasionally tackles, I think, oh, which one is it? Um... Floating Spit, I wasn't quite sure about, um, like, what that was about. I read somewhere that it was about his substance abuse. I don't, I wasn't quite sure if I got that or not, but he tackles a lot of that in his other music as well, like other albums. And, yeah, again, just his, his relationship to his body and living with Crohn's disease and wanting to move outside of the body and... Like, us in No Shape, he mentions, like, you know, I want to uh, hover with No Shape, basically. So I just want to move outside of my body and be a floating entity, basically. Right. And, uh, and again, that ties back to, like, I think... Because on Too Bright, the song My Body is, like, fucking devastating. Because he's, like... He says, I wear my body like a rotted peach. You can have it if you can handle the stink. And I'm just like, Jesus Ugh. Christ! Like, that's... Wow so devastating yeah, it's heavy. but again it's it's he moves past that and he learns to accept his body and i think that's really cool and i think just just accepting is a big big part of this record if that yeah yeah and like accepting not just his body but like like his queerness of just like you know for like the beauty it you know for the beauty like for all the sub like for all the like the baggage and like what you were saying about like worrying about like is being queer just this on uh, this disadvantage right. is that all it is but just like accepting that too and i guess I for sure yeah and he was the only yeah. i think in his high school he was the only gay kid and he you know got bullied for it like relentlessly he got beat up was hospitalized yeah he, he was like um attacked when he was like 21 yeah like for being gay yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's it's hard not to like let that get. To, I mean, I'm I'm looking from like his perspective. It's hard not to let that 
because those are awful experiences, obviously. And it's hard not yeah. to let that just take over you and destroy you. And he, you know, he's after that, he, you know, suffered from substance abuse. And I think that's what makes like this record and his later music so inspiring is to see how he's overcome that. So I keep <laughs> repeating myself, I feel like. And like the idea of like separating from your body in terms of uh, suicide, that's a way to separate from your body. Of And then just like trying to parse what is positive and what is negative and what is your fault and what is not your fault and like what is natural and what is like what can be worked on potentially it's like that is complicated that is so much so um i could only imagine how um the alternative to doing any of that would just like want to be removed from that you know uh on that note let's take a quick break that 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 Yeah, and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Here to talk about put your back into it. Speaking of which, my back has been absolutely killing me today. I don't know what I did, but I like woke up this morning. I tried to get out of bed, couldn't do it, and I stared oh, no. at the ceiling. I stared at the ceiling like, "Is this? What if I died here?" <laughs> like, <laughs> it was. I don't know what I did, and it's better now. But like, holy shit, that was the worst pain I've like ever experienced. Mm. Not fun. Yeah. I didn't uh, want to put my back into it. The, the, during the entire run of this series, like there, there's just been like a block in my back. Like the b- back half of my back has not cracked for <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> Have you tried stretching? Oh, wow. Have you heard of that? <laughs> but like, that's interesting. <laughs> um, but like, um, yeah, well, welcome back. We're here to talk about put your back into it by uh, perfect genius. Uh, we're back. And um, <laughs> and uh, we are we're here back. to talk about Perfume Genius. Uh, <laughs> put your back into it uh, by Mike Hadrius, uh, aka Perfume Genius. Hi, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, back. I'm Andrew. <laughs> Should we get into like we did theme? Should we get into like highlights or lowlights? Right, right, right. Uh, uh, let's do highlights. Yeah, just yeah. Cool. Let's do let's do highlights. I, I feel like this is your one of your favorite you know artists. So yeah. let's, let's do highlights. Uh, what's what what's a highlight for you? I I really like pretty much all the songs on the album. This is this album is one of the weird ones where it's like I will if I listen to it all the way through, I think it'll I think it's incredible, but I'll still like just search out certain songs like i don't think they're all necessarily hits i guess it, it even feels weird to call these songs like hits you know um but i'll still seek out you know individual songs from this album but uh i love uh normal song uh, that was one i and i still do anytime i'm in you know a darker place i'll come back to that song because it's like a friend just comforting you basically and oh and i don't think i mentioned too like what I really appreciate about the production on this album is the clearer vocals. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cause yeah, on the first record on learning, it was like, it almost felt like you were listening to like an old tape recording or something, you know? And mm-hmm. there is a sense of like dis- distance, I guess. And yeah. like you're observing it from the outside kind of, and you still, you still get that with this record, but I think because it sounds like he's closer to the mic clearer, <laughs> it's like, he's like, 
Next. Like even when the, he's doing like a filtered effect on his voice in yeah. this record, you could still make out what he's saying. Yeah, for, for sure. Part. And yeah. it, it, I think it's really effective. It makes you feel like he's like there with you. <laughs> that sounds cheesy, but like, yeah, it just it feels very comforting. And a lot of the reviews I read were like, oh, like we don't really like. They were like a lot of the charm of Perfume Genius came from like the the lo-fi sound and stuff. <laughs> the inability to understand. Right. right. <laughs> I was like, mm, I don't know about that. But uh, yeah, so I like I like the production choices on this al- uh, album. Yeah. And I think it delivers more emotion than the first album, honestly. Yeah. Um, I hate to, yeah, I hate to like use this term cuz it's a cliche, but it's very ethereal. It's very like yeah. um, you know, the soundscape of it all, like just like different things going on in the um the mixing of just like yeah uh in the in the left ear and the right ear and like something being mixed higher in the left and, and stuff like that yeah just like and like how it like travels pan like kind of pans from like ear to ear yeah it's very like, like that. spatial kind of yeah 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 it feels very um yeah like like you're in an environment like this is it's a sound environment <laughs> yeah is like really cool but yeah normal normal song i really i really love um and, well, what about you? I want to hear one from you too. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's normal songs are really good. I just like the um, uh, message is very simple and just like um, uh, it's also just like showing that you don't have to be fully because this record he he's he doesn't end the record like completely healed or better completely, right. but it's just like you don't have to be fully completes or there or um you know healed mm-hmm. to help other people or to or in the other side of it like experience intimacy and experience love right. or to give love or to be a good friend or all that stuff so um how do you yeah. can i ask like so there's the there's the phrase like you know you have to love yourself before you can love somebody else like uh-huh. i don't know how do you how do you feel about that do you agree with that um it's a good question. Uh, that's a good question in terms of like, do I agree with it? Because um, I go back I think and to forth. an extent. I think it's it's weird. I think there's like, I think there should be some, like, and that's just not even like loving yourself. Just like I think you have to have some level of emotional maturity. I, I, I yeah. it's it's a little ill defined of like what that is completely. Of just like how like there's no like mathematic metric of like this is how like you have to love yourself this much right to like earn love but like i think the um it's like two-sided of like i think that's harmful to say to people yeah of just like you could also um heal within a relationship with the context of having love and stuff like that like you could you could heal and be better and work on yourself within the context of some someone saying, you know, some being loved and all that stuff. Yeah. Um. But th- so like, you don't have to like, you know, always love yourself in that way. But then also like the other side of it is like, if you don't love yourself to an extent, if you don't love yourself at, at like a certain level, I suppose, that could lead to a lot of problems. Right. You, you, you'll project so much insecurity and like so much, like there'll just be so much like um, internal struggle that um, they, 
that maybe you'll expect the other person to heal right. and stuff like that. And like, that is not good. Yeah. And like that could, and you know, that could lead to, um, you know, you know, worst case scenario that could lead to abuse that could lead to like, yeah, just like a really bad situation. If like you're struggling with shit and like, you know, just like subjecting someone to that. Like, so like, uh, like Ellie Kremendahl has a really funny tweet. Um, they say, um, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you weird at weird at intimacy. Oh <laughs> so yeah. Like... I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And that's th- like honestly kind of a theme of this record too. A little bit. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? That's true. Uh, yeah. I think there's a weird, like, I think there's a fine line. I like what you said about how there's like no really, there's no metric to it, I guess. And yeah, I don't know. I think, there are things that you should definitely love about yourself before you go into relationships. But I also think there's things that you can learn to love about yourself by being in a relationship and learn from it. And I think another person can potentially fill certain. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I was going to say gaps, but that's yeah. If like someone is saying to you, Hey, I really like this about you. Not even just romance, not even romance. Like if, Hey, I, Sean, I think you are very talented. I think you are very um, kind, and I like being around you. Yeah. If if Keep I said that to you a lot, it's like it might not like heal all your problems, but that will make it easier for you to like understand and believe that. Yeah, you know? for sure. If having an external source too. Um, yeah. So Absol- yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah, and it's like better to have that than to not have that. Right. You know, to have no one tell you that, you know, yeah. you could believe it like you could believe it in yourself. And that's great. But it's also a source of power to have other people and all that stuff. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I was just curious. So, yeah, that was a good answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I. Uh, but a highlight for me, I like I really like uh, dark parts. Yes. I was just thinking I, that. Yeah. That's my favorite one. Um, the instrumental is really cool. Uh, it's like th- this era of perfume genius. He's like, um, he. I saw an interview where he said his early career he was a lyricist first. He was mm. so then music was a little secondary. Like not 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 that he didn't care about it, but like yeah. he he usually wrote the words first and then he wrote the music like to accompany it. And usually he said he would make it a little simple to like. Um, but I think, and this is the same thing with Phoebe Bridgers. Like she, um, the music is very simple and lo-fi, so that the words are a little more like mm-hmm. f- featured, I guess. I suppose the only allusion to abuse is the hands of God were bigger than Grandpa's eyes, but he still broke the elastic on your waist. Yeah, that's it. That's all he says about it. And then he, then the rest of the song is affirmations to his mother yeah the rest of his song is like so um and that's so um evocative that i think that's that says so much with so little and that also like speaks to their background you know that also speaks to like his mother's religious background that he even like brings god up right he even brings the idea that like the, the even though God is watching, even though he loves you or like the, that idea, um, uh, his, you know, her dad, like his grandpa still abused her, him, her anyways. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. And then just like, um, 
So, have you seen yeah, the music video for it? Yes, yes, I have. Seen I think it's really, video. I think it's really wonderful. It's very, like th- this era of the music videos were also a little lo-fi too. Oh, for sure. Uh, it's there's yeah. like the production is nowhere near what it is now. Yeah, it's like it's like kind of just like filmed in their home and like they're doing a little choreographed dance. Yeah. Um, which is very sweet and like their dogs there and it's like very cute. <laughs> yeah, I just and that that little that mannequin that's like watching over them, you know. I don't remember that. Oh, oh really? That's like the whole. I think that's supposed. There's this. And all these different scenes, there's this like mannequin that is in the room with them, and uh, I think it's supposed to represent like the you know the past abuse. Okay. And you know it follows them around the house, and then once they go outside and start dancing, it's like dancing with them, kind of. And I think it's oh, a really cool visual that like you learn to live with your trauma. Yeah, that's inter- that's really interesting. Yeah, I God, watching it again, like even thinking about it now, I'm like, I don't want to start crying. <laughs> Yeah, Cause it, and just like oh, is man. it's so beautiful the idea of like um, having a child say that to you, you know? Yeah, having your child understand and empathize with you in this way of just like you know, because like with a parent, like you, the instinct is for like a parent to like protect their child from bad things. Yeah, and then like. I, like to imagine like have like raising a child to the extent of wow now now he is teaching me stuff about myself or wow now he is providing me comfort yeah from this deep-seated uh trauma and experience yeah when she said it in in an interview she was like it meant so much to me and like our our bond will like never be broken basically and i it was so sweet and uh yeah. but also too like the line when he says like i'll take the dark part of your heart and into my heart like just that idea of you know wanting to take someone's pain to take it away from them and you know even if it means like putting it on yourself i think is really it hits hard and i i get that a lot because i think to some degree i do kind of have a savior complex and so i kind of relate to that a little bit but that's like i'm trying to work on that but that that line really like i think resonates with me a lot of yeah yeah so i just mm-hmm. i think it's a really effective song yeah and i love the like the percussion underneath it too i think i think that's really a driving like i think it drives home the idea of like you're moving forward you can you can push on so yeah and I like, and like, uh, it's, like it's a cliche to say, but like, yeah, piano, like him using the piano as a percussive instrument, like, yeah, is really cool. Well, I was like, uh, that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, if all these songs were like played on guitar, I don't think it would have the same effect, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, just like, just and like, just like these small affirmations, that, like, uh, not small affirmation, but like the love you feel is stronger, yeah, and stuff like that, and uh, he'll never break you, baby, yeah um it's like very sweet it's very sweet it's like so it's so lovely um such a lovely thing to say to like your mother uh who has gone through something horrible like this yeah you know for sure um you so yeah you liked uh you liked hood as well didn't you sure yeah yeah, i did like hood i i i really liked hood and um that music video uh, got a lot of flack when it came out yeah it was taken off youtube yeah like it was like the ads for the music video were taken off youtube because uh it was it, it was deemed inappropriate right and right. stuff yeah um 
which was so the music video to people who have been, who have not seen it is um Mike Hade, uh Mike Hadrius and like a model um like this big burly model um are like just like holding each other yeah and like I think the model is like also like putting he, he might be a porn star but, I like, think he was like, put, yeah yeah he's like putting uh lipstick on like Mike and stuff like yeah. that and just like holding they're holding each other and like that's it like they're not doing yeah. anything too crazy or too weird um yeah it's 2012 like even yeah. even 2012 which isn't that long ago is like the, we we've made some good strides but it's still bad it was bad then and it's still pretty bad now right um <laughs> so <laughs> yeah um yeah just like the yeah, i really like i really resonated with hood mm-hmm. um the idea of um and this is going back to like what you were talking about with the whole, you know, you have to love your the RuPaul thing. Or you have yeah. to love how how heck you gotta love yourself, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the idea of uh, he, him entering a relationship and then wishing, wishing there was some bigger change that happened, but instead he's still dealing with so much shame and so much like guilt. Um, well, wait, when you say wishing a bigger change would happen, what do you mean? He says, uh, boy, I wish I grew up the second I first held you in my arms. Oh, sure. So, yeah, this, like, shame and guilt that he's internalized um, for, you know, years. Um, he's scared that if if his, like, uh, partner, like, knew him truly. Um, that he'd leave, basically. Yes. And, yeah, like, that's, like. You know, I've never been in a long-term relationship, and it's like I think this is a big barrier for me. This idea, because uh, I, you know, I, I tried my best to be, you know, a fun person or like, you know, a kind person and all that stuff. But like, I have like, I made a lot of mistakes. I've fucked up a lot, and like, I've done some, you know, things I really regret and I really am ashamed of or feel guilty about. Or even just not even like big events, just like the way I live my life, conduct the way I live my life or the way I conduct myself, I feel a great deal of shame about too. And like if I was in a relationship, all that would be illuminated, all that would be seen, you know? Yeah. You can like, um, you can present yourself in a way when you're kind of like someone's friend or maybe casually dating you could like pr- kind of present the best version of yourself um but then when you are you see them every day and they know you mm-hmm. um i get scared that once i get to that stage they'll they'll leave or they won't like me or they'll get sick of me and then um that will hurt even more than just being a little like well, I don't care what that person thought of me. You mean when you get to, when you get to that stage of being able to share like your past and stuff and really open um, up? You mean or not even that? Like just like because you know I could work I could generally work through that just fine. Mm-hmm. But like the idea of just like um, living with someone or like you know yeah um, sh- being revealing the assets the attributes of yourself that are not as positive sure or the things that you're working on that are not flattering or uh, all that stuff so yeah it's rough and i mean i think the important thing is i think 
finding someone who and that's the thing is like if you don't love yourself all the way there's if there's still things you're working on but if someone else is working on that as well like a potential romantic partner you they understand the process of working through it and i yeah. think that can be beneficial too like i don't uh, i don't know where i'm going with that but <laughs> Right. Well, let me ask you, like, yeah. do you like Mike Hadrius has been in a relationship, a long term relationship for about eight years or some like, yeah, for a while, like with the same person. Yeah, because they um, met at uh, they met at I don't know if it was AA, but it was at like a recovery center, basically, yeah. and kind of fell in love. And yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Like, That's amazing. Um, But yeah, they've been uh, like and like maybe this is a little earlier in their relationship, but the mm. idea of like. Um, and I, they talk about it more in No Shape too. Um, mm -hmm. You know the, the long the longevity of their relationship. Um, but like you and Ka, uh, you and your boyfriend like yeah. have been together for four and a half years. Yeah, four and a half years. Yeah, a, a significant amount of time. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's significant. That's a, that's amazing. Um, do you feel like you struggle with this this prop like this? problem now like this idea of like do you feel like you could be fully seen and fully open and stuff like that i think for the most part we can we i mean we both have our things i don't want to share too much about kai obviously yeah um yeah, about like his yeah. past and stuff but you know we we all have our our shit basically and uh i feel like we're we're very good about communicating things and being open and realizing that we're both at a place where we're still learning and working through stuff. We are at a point where we're talking about moving in together and uh, it's exciting, but it is at that it's, it's scary. Cause it's, it is kind of like what you said earlier about like when you're with someone 24 seven, there's going to be, especially during quarantine, um, there's going to be, there might be things you learn about the other person that you didn't know or that you, don't like but and so yeah. that's definitely a fear but i think as long as we're open about it and communicating i think that's all you can do you know and right. realize that we both have things that we may not like about each other or yeah we're gonna we're, like yeah go for it and um going back to what we're we'll talk about other songs too <laughs> but like um the going back to what you were saying of like yeah, the uncertainty is exciting too. You know the uh, yeah. Like, well, and I think I mean because we've been in a relationship for four and a half years. I think even with at this point, I think our love for each other kind of trumps everything else, like the little things. So I I think yeah. That is an ascension though of like moving in together. Yeah, it was an ascension from living separately. Um, yeah. So like and like that's a new level of intimacy where like yes. that's the struggle I've had where a lot of the intimacy I've experienced while very real has had a ceiling of, well, I am not living with them. I am yeah. not, you know, I don't have to see them every day yeah. or something like that. Um, but yeah, like, well, I'll go, I'll get there at one point. Um, yeah, absolutely. so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm learning not to be as angry about, or like, you know, bothered or annoyed with like that, that I'm here and you're there or like yeah. that I'm here or this other person. That's a, that's a hard thing spot. to move past. So it's, yeah, I, I think that's great that you're, that you're doing that. My other highlight, you know, 
I like all these songs, like maybe like less than you, but like I like I like all these songs a bunch. Um uh the one I liked a lot is like All Waters um is really good. You know, cuz that like definitely opened up a perspective that like is less second nature to me. I sure. just like I don't have to like as you know as like I have my own struggles, I have my own like valid things, but like I never have to worry about that. I never have yeah. to I like maybe you know being Asian, that's like, I guess that's something I have to worry about now, mm-hmm. but like, you know, but like, that's like, but like, I'm not going to be attacked or discriminated against for showing affection publicly. Right. And like, he is talking about when the, he's basically saying like, when hell freezes over, it's possible, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, like when the waters like stay still and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I'll just quickly go through my highlights. Uh, the other, the other highlight, um, I like the piano ballad. I like the piano solo at the end of put your back into it. Um, mm-hmm. very just, Peter, the, very just like the heart harm, harmonizing, just the piano harmonizing with itself. Um, is really gorgeous. I like, like the, the line on that song. Da, 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 yeah. I like the line too. There is no love. There is love with no hiding. I just think that's a really like just a really beautiful yeah. line so yeah. even out of context it's like and it's like it's like um it's sexy too it's like let me be the one to turn you on yeah. like that's sexy but then like uh the piano solo represents to me like the gentle intimacy of true love yeah you know that's like true that's just like how beautiful and pure and simple it is yeah i think it's really sweet. it's really great yeah uh, what are what are some more highlights for you though? Like, what do you like? Um, I think Sister Song is a very nice closer. Um, yeah, I think it's again just a very I like the I, I like the songs that are more like reaffirming, and feel like a right. comforting hand. Um, because you know obviously like who likes to be sad, but uh, yeah, that's and I think it's just a very I think it's just a really beautiful song. Um, I like that one. I yeah, it's about like really quickly just yeah. like I I like that it's just like. Which is why I feel like Sister Song and uh, um, Dark Parts should have been paired together. Because, mm-hmm. like, those are, like, those two are, like, kind of looking outside of yourself. Like, yeah. Like, look, like helping other people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sister Song is, like, he's he's talking about, like, you know, he's speaking to someone else, basically saying, go take care of yourself. Get better. Things will be fine back here. We'll, right. we'll hold yeah. everything down. It'll be... I think he says like your room will be shiny when you get back, basically, and it's just right. so comforting. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like you know, like uh, it kind of reminds me of like uh, uh, "Lemonade" by Beyonce. Like, not, it's obviously they're two different records, like they're very different from each other. But the idea of at the end of "Lemonade," she's like, you know, she she's going through this drama, and she's going through like you know this Jay Z drama, mm-hmm. all that stuff, and like you know, working through the relationship, and at the end is like revolution music you know, yeah it's like so it's like kind of like looking inward so that you could help other people yeah um so yeah, i like that one a lot what are some more highlights like you have more highlights hood we talked about that i love that um i like the build on it also that's what i really like too is these songs are very short but he does a really good job of making them feel complete and full um within like a minute and a half like they're crafted yeah, very well they're very uh, emotionally deft yes and like uh dense too yeah um it's a lot in a little bit of like and to the point of where i'm glad i i like that it's 30 like not even like in the add like attention span way of just mm-hmm. like 
I like that it's like 10 more minutes of this would be too much, I think. Sure. Um, you mean like because it's so like heavy? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so, like because this is like dense, like this is like dense enough where you could just like repeat it if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, definitely. Um, and just like, you know, instead of just like, like eating like at a buffet, you're just like, oh, <laughs> like, <it's> just, like, <laughs> you just feel bad. Right. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, but yeah, I think that's, I mean, again, I like most, I like most of these songs in the context of the album. Um, I I knew 17 was sad, but like revisiting it, I was like, oh, this is absolutely devastating. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's weird. I mean, that's the thing. It's weird to say I like these songs, but yeah, I I like, again, I like them in the context of the album. I wouldn't seek them out unless I was like really, really in a bad place or something. But oh, same, yeah. But yeah, I think in in the context, all these songs fit really well. I don't. Well, the only one I don't really like is Dirge. It just didn't do much for me. I really can't elaborate on why. I just it yeah. didn't it didn't hit as hard for me. I guess maybe it's just because I didn't quite understand what he was trying to say. But yeah, yeah. I I really like Dirge. Oh, okay. I think so. Dirge to me is like him fantasizing about his funeral. And mm. the idea that Pete, like he's telling them, do your weeping now, like mm. cry, be sad now, then move on with your life and just like go through the motions of like how sad you are. Uh. And, <laughs> you know, that's really that's very, it's like this is like I, I agree with you of just like this, like 17, take me home and uh, dirge is a little it's like. It's. I appreciate how honest it is. Yeah. I appreciate it in terms of like, yeah, the vulnerability and stuff like that. But like, it's it's very heavy. It's yeah. like it's like it's a big. It's and I hate to like. I don't like calling it a bummer because that's dismissive. But it's like yeah. very. It's very sad. It's like you know. It's hard. I mean, I it's like, it's hard to listen yeah. to. Kind of. It's like reading his diary. You know, yeah. I don't feel good. You know, it's it does. It's not the sad where you're like. Oh, I'm glad I purged those sad feelings. It's like him going like, "I'm sad and there's no hope." Right, yeah, that's not that's not a good feeling, and that's like for sol- solidarity. That's, I guess, like that's the thing you could take from it sometimes. But like, yeah. that's just like if you talk to a friend, like you know, you know, like it's hard to talk to friends who are just like, that's their vibe, but just like. You know everything's bad and there's no hope oh, yeah. and like, yeah, like and like not not to discount the validity of that right, at all, right. but like that's just like if you're exposed to that for so long, then that's just like it affects you. Like, you know, you know, even like a relatively optimistic person that will affect them and they'll go like, yeah, you're right, maybe there is no hope about just like the world. It's a hard thing to, yeah. I mean, I've had friends who were in that place where they're just hate themselves hate the world and they you know you try to it's so tough i'm not like you know shaming them or anything but it's it's it is it's hard to to talk to them i think i i I think we'd be the first to admit that we've been that friend too you know sure at times yeah um do you have any do you have any like uh low lights floating spit is you know my low light it i wish they put it he put it maybe earlier in the record too um, yeah, I guess like, you know, there's a part of me that like the sequ- like 
just like I like my little theory of just like having the rec like the songs kind of paired together mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and having um, uh, dark parts in the middle like kind of makes it less clean. Um, mm-hmm. But I like that it, there's like a little break. There's like a happy break in the middle of just like a or maybe not a happy break, but like a <laughs> more like um, hopeful. Yeah, hopeful break in the middle, of like these dis- d- songs of despair yeah. <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Also, just like the visual is gross. It's like <laughs> floating spit is gross. Just reminds me of like a seeing like a loogie in a pool. Yeah, like that's disgusting. <laughs> like I don't know. Like it, it, it's it's. I mean, it's I not a bad song at all. I, know, I interpreted that as just like imminent danger because hovering, because um, what he says like spit hovering and the term hovering i think is it i think it's a well thought out word because when i think of hovering yeah. i think of like like lurking and waiting and so yeah. i guess i interpret as the spit as just like danger or like overdose or like and also like um that if you could see spit floating i suppose it could be interpreted as he is in the middle of like continuing to abuse drugs he's like having this moment of clarity of seeing um not just the other side but what he's doing and stuff like that so that's that's interesting i i suppose uh it 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 doesn't like it adds to the emotional texture of the record Mm -hmm. um so but yeah it's i agree it's not my favorite on the record but but i again i think in the context it, it kind of works so yeah but I think that uh, I think floating spit dirge those are my only, only lowlights. So, yeah. Uh, any stray observations? Any last things you want to like, you know, say about this record? Um, no. I mean, I feel like we kind of touched on everything I wanted to talk about. Um, yeah. What about you? Uh, seventeen. Uh, I I like um. You know, I, I, I obviously I'm not a queer person. I'm not queer. And like, that's like, that's like something that like, um, it, it's like, the, so like the specificity, but the universality of it, I guess, I suppose. Uh, it's sure. like really cool. I like, you know, with 17, it's like, yeah, it's just like the idea of just like hating your body and like hate, like just like not caring about your body and stuff like that and like not caring what happens to it i've i have been in that place before like that's really rough and like um you know i felt that way with like frank ocean too of like you know we're really connecting with his words even though our backgrounds are very different sure you know well and that's i actually i glad you brought that up because i wrote that down but he there's a interview where he says i don't want it to seem like i've been through more than other people everyone has stuff um staying healthy can be more depressing and confusing than being fucked up but i want to make music that's honest and helpful so he wants to keep it you know these are specific instances in his life but he wants to keep it universal and make it hashtag relatable so yeah that's right yeah uh yeah that's about it for me cool yeah also just like uh you know fantano um he he likes this record a lot um, but like the idea, I, I like the way he described his voice of just like it being like he, his vo- vocal performance on this record is him like holding, he's about to like cry. Yeah. He, 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 it sounds like he's about to cry on all these songs and he's like barely holding it together. Like the way, 
Um, and like, that's an interesting thing about like, you know, cause he, he's, he's talked about him being very self-conscious about his body and like how he looks mm-hmm. like even more so than like how he like sings or like, you know, yeah. all that stuff. Like, but the idea of like, I, I watched some live performances and like he will, um, cause like, that's a thing you do when you, when you sing, you like kind of look a little silly sometimes you kind of sure. look a little like ridiculous like the way he, especially but like the way he sings, he like really just like really gets into it and like he contorts his face and such. And, you know, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, like that's what I, again, re- that's what I really love seeing with his, like just his whole progression was like, he, you know, when he was touring with put your back into it, I think a lot of it was just him and a piano. And I think his mm-hmm. partner, Alan would, you know, accompany him. But, uh, so it's just him yeah. and a piano. I mean, you can't obviously like, you know, gyrate around the stage when you're doing that but uh yeah he's more reserved he's more shy and then with his the the more recent albums obviously he's more confident and he's utilizing his range more his vocal range he's like writhing around the stage singing yeah and And just like how he looks like using it as a tool yeah absolutely yeah yeah i think it's Uh, real i think it's i god i want to see him live so bad just one more quick straight observation um is uh just the fact that he calls him grandpa is haunting you know like yeah it's a, it's an intimate term and like you, you don't associate grandpa with like menace or like so like but the fact that yeah. he's like it's an intimate figure yeah i never thought about it like that <laughs> who did this. and the to yeah. mike oh, that's man. his grandpa you know that's really disturbing you know <laughs> it's a, it's awful and i like the the fact that he's just like well he's not around anymore you know you, either he's dead or he's just literally just not around um just like not giving him that power anymore or just like well th- that's enough of, <laughs> like he's he's basically well that's enough of that you know kind of a little bit um so uh yeah i guess that's it um so let's <laughs> go enough. through uh <laughs> that's enough um so let's go through uh the, the final thoughts and ratings this, of this record uh, the way this works is we'll um rate this record out of 10 and uh give it a final rating um, you want to go first sure okay so um uh yeah i like this record a lot i think this is um i like this record a lot i think it's very um it's very effective it's like a lot to pontificate on it's very heavy but like um, because it's so short, it's it feels manageable. Um, it feels and like uh, there's like a lot of promise, a lot of like raw mm-hmm. talent and like raw emotionality and vulnerability that is really incredible to see. Um, yeah, like uh, I like the soundscapes he creates and like the ethereal nature and. Uh, the the downside to that is it all blends together a little bit and but it, but the trade off mm. is it feels like one piece it feels like it no song goes like oh what's this you know it's it yeah it's almost like an orchestral move or uh, piece with different movements within, right you know? or just like it or it could just like be like one song like it, it kind of feels like one thing um, which is sure. I I like that better than just like um i don't know like 
Yeah, like songs that well, songs that don't. Yeah, exactly. Together. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. yeah, the thematic stuff is very incredible. Um, and it's very, um, you know, I just like I I just love the thematics it explores, and it sounds great. And uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna give this um. I I'm going to give this nine floating spits. So, yeah. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, as we've established, I love Perfume Genius. I, I wouldn't say this is my favorite album of his. Um, but revisiting it, I did realize how much I do love it. Um, it's weird. It again, it feels weird to call this like a great album just because it's so dark. But I think you know, for what it, for what's given to us, it's a it's a really great look into where he's at his perspective on life um and obviously not all music has to be happy um i think the step up in production really does a lot for me um compared to the first album i think the the i think the vocal clarity is really effective in in really hammering home the emotions um i yeah i i like that there is these moments of hope within the album. And I think it's really inspiring. And I think he really, again, looking at his music now, it's, it's, I mean, hindsight's 2020. So obviously looking at his music now, it's really cool to see how he's really taken what he's saying to heart and really growing from his experiences and his trauma. And I think it's again, just really inspiring. And it, I, every, I mean, every time I listen to this album, I like cry like a baby, honestly. And uh, I'm going to give it, also nine i'm gonna give it nine dark parts out of ten so so yeah that was great um uh thank you so much uh and now we'll get into our i've been meaning to listen to that and i did playlist we're not gonna do it um, together yeah i'm just doing oh. it. I'll, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no you'll ruin it um uh we can do it together here i've been meaning to listen to that and i did playlist playlist okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is our show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Um, I'm going to pick uh, Stars by Nina Simone. Click. People lust for fame. Like athletes in a game. Break their collarbones and come up swinging. Some of them are crowned, some of them are downed, some are lost and never found. Uh, yeah. So I li- I first heard the song on BoJack Horseman, and I think the the version that's on Spotify will have like the cover of BoJack on it by the way, um, because it's like a live, I think it's like a live performance that they just, you know, put on Spotify. I don't think it's like, rec- it's not technically part of an album. Um, but yeah, this is like, <clears throat> the piano just reminds me of this record. Uh, the piano um, and uh, the song itself, it's very conversational. It's like very, it feels meandering. It feels meandering, but it's like building to something grander, and just like the way the piano builds is like so incredible. And like she's just talking, like she's reflecting on her life up to this point, 
like i think it's a cover of a different i think it's a cover but like it feels so appropriate for nina simone of just like her point of her career where she you know reached her peak and then is kind of like had a fall off and now she's kind of like ascending again and like she's pontificating on fame and just like how people search for it people want it so badly and then you know it just like it's really incredible i think it's like beautifully written and beautifully performed and like i in the documentary she they show this clip and i uh they it was like right after they tell a bunch of horrible anecdotes about nina simone about like how she was like kind of abusive and how she was like kind of uh perpetuated the cycle of like the abuse she was given you know to to other people like how she was like erratic and um you know reckless and stuff like that and then they show this clip and i'm just like crying and it's just like it's gorgeous and it's, it's very complicated it's like very you know so like this like just like it doesn't redeem her but it just like it just makes it like oh you're 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 human of like struggles and stuff like that and like the world hasn't been kind right. to you and stuff like yeah. that so i really it's not like black and white yeah yeah exactly cool yeah um yeah, I'm, I have two picks this week. Uh, the first one I'm going to do is uh, Grace by Jeff Buckley. Click. My fading voice is But she cries to the clicking of time. I'm going through a heavy Jeff Buckley phase right now. And I think, I don't know what took me so long to get into him. Like, obviously I knew his cover of Hallelujah. Like, I think most people have heard that. Um, but his he's got one studio album and one live album. And the live album is better, in my opinion. It's, it really gives you, a, it's just him and a guitar, basically. And it gives you a great perspective of, like, how he is as a performer. And his lyricism is really wonderful. And, you know, I don't really, ha I don't think there's really a connection between him and Perfume Genius. I just really like Jeff Buckley. So <laughs> uh, I'm not going to try to tie it back. Um, but yeah, Grace by Jeff Buckley for sure. Um, and then the second song is Hounds of Love by Kate Bush. Click. I feel like I don't know if he actually has a um, if he's like directly inspired by Kate Bush, but it feels like Perfume Genius is. Um, I, I get a lot of uh, like Kate Bush vibes from from his mainly his newer music. But uh, I think Hounds of Love is just like a really great song, really like comes in the door hot. Like it's just really exciting song. And I love her voice. It's so eccentric and unique and just super i think it's so fun to listen to and uh 
yeah i just really love that song that whole album i would love to cover at some point but yeah yeah that's what i got damage my picks all right fantastic all right, fantastic. Uh, so, uh, Sean, uh, what are your plugs and handles? Uh, and such? Fo- you can follow me on Instagram at t one underscore sean five nine nine. You can follow me on Twitter at diabetic twink. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it, it's like it's like the translation of like. T1 underscore shot. You know, it's like it's the translation of it. It's like it's this, it means the same thing. Yeah. You know, um, uh, yeah, you can follow me at Andrew A. Lee on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow the show at IBMTLTT on Instagram and Facebook. The theme song is by Emily Blue. Uh, Twitter, Emily Blue Music, and Instagram, Emily Blue Loves You. Uh, you can follow Olivia Jensen, who did our cover art and does our art in general, <laughs> which is incredible um twitter at olivia aj22 and instagram at olivia jensen underscore arts uh you could probably just click it and you know yeah just look it. in the bio <laughs> I, like, just look at the, i made this joke on the taylor swift episode but like no one's just like typing it live no one's right. going oh <laughs> let me, let me yeah. rewind a little bit it's like no one yeah yeah um yeah, you can click on the thing. Just, what do you want from me? Um, and Sean, uh, what what's the charity? Yeah, so for month? the month of April, um, we're going to be, for every review we get on, I think, Apple Podcasts. Um, uh, every review, every rating we get. Oh, okay. Apple every Podcasts. rating we get on Apple Podcasts, we are going to donate $1 to T1 International, which is a nonprofit organization that helps to raise money for uh, a cure for type 1 diabetes. Um and they're nice because they don't take money from Big Pharma, unlike some other nonprofits. So you're supporting an actual good organization. So, yeah. Uh, fantastic. Uh, that's wonderful. And, uh, yeah, now we'll do a closing segment from me oh, this God. time. Okay. <laughs> <Nothing> prepared. <laughs> yeah, okay. Here we go. Three, two, one. Sniff, sniff. sniff. Smells, smells like, like perfume, perfume genius. genius. <laughs> Okay, thanks everybody. Uh, Have a good day. Bye. Bye, bye, bye.